podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're all whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and it's a Whistleblowers... I can actually check the date. Let me just confirm the date. Tuesday the 20th of September um, that we're doing this on, which, of course, means that everyone knows why we're here. Because it's a massive, massive football anniversary. Which is the only reason that Martin Gritton returns to yeah. our fold. No, it's not the only reason, Martin. Evening. It's a, it's a, it's a reason. It's a very valid reason. Many. Correct. Well, you couldn't be more. I'm amazed we could get you. Well, I, I, that I pales into insignificance in comparison to, to our other guest. Well, to, to, well, I, th- I think this is a perfect opportunity, in fact, for you, in in a rare moment of of coming off of the off the page, for you to introduce the next guest, because that will give us a context of why this is such an important anniversary. The the, the perfect example of someone that's Grimsby gone global. <laughs> Uh, the, you know, I, I don't even need to say anything more than that, which is, you know, a testament to himself. But, uh, you know, choir boy turned uh, comedy legend and altogether sound human being, Lloyd Griffith. Lloyd, welcome along. Thanks for having me. Well, I, and, and, and as I say, this, uh, in, in the football annals, this is tough to top. You, you better explain to those, the, the great unwashed who don't know, why this is such an important date. It's an, it's an amazing day, so it's, it's, it's the 20th of September, and 11 years ago on this very day, uh, Grimsby Town played Tottenham Hotspur in the Football League yes, uh, Football League Cup, uh, which I think, Martin, you're going to have to remind me, was it the Coca-Cola back there, or was it, or was it Worthington's? No, it was Coca-Cola. Was it Coca-Cola? I think it was Worthington's. I think Worthington's, you know, Worthington's went out of business nah. in 1864, so I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't know. I, I think it might have been Coca-Cola. We don't, but, okay, so eight, Carling? Some form of refreshment. I might have been the Carling Cup. Carling Cup, yeah. maybe. Um, so we, Grimsby Town, had Tottenham Hotspur. Big money draw, big money draw. We'd yeah. beaten Derby in the previous round at Pride Park. Gary Jones had scored uh, the only goal. Uh, were you in that? Sat on the bench watching Gary Gary replaced me a few weeks earlier. (laughs) And I I failed to oust him for the remainder of his contract. Good good of you, Lloyd, to bring that up. Yeah. Keep him on his toes, right? Yeah. So then we had uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And I was at university down in Exeter at the time. And it was a a big game. It was a big, big game. So I travelled up the seven and a half hours to... uh, To uh, to Cleethorpes. And I went home, had a little bit bit of food with me, Mum. And then went to the game. And we got there early. Usually you get there oh, early. Oh, sorry. What, do you have, what bit of food do you have with your mum? Do you oh, we that? went to Steel's and had fish and chips. Of course you bloody did. Um, I don't even know why I asked. Steel should sponsor this podcast. Steel <laughs> should sponsor Steel. every podcast. <laughs> Best fish and chips in the world, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, usually, if it's a 7.45 kickoff, I'll get there 7.25, 7.32. Yeah. In between that, 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 you know, like that, it, that like time it. parameter. That day, I think we turned up about four in the afternoon. I mean, <laughs> just to soak it all in. Full of beans. This was yeah. our cup final. And then it was uh, Martin Yol who was managing yeah. uh, Spurs at the time. Yeah. And the team that he put out was a very, very good team. So Salteri, Ledley King, Robbie Keane. Carrick. Uh, Defoe. Carrick, Defoe. Okay. Uh, and that, that was the game that um, uh, Aaron Lennon kind of came on as a sub and changed the game a little Can bit. Can I ask it? Now, let's use this time frame. So he's there at half four, full of, full of fish and chips and, and, and beans and spunk and, and piss was, and vinegar. It was probably about half six, actually, to be fair. 
Uh, you exaggerate for effect. A little bit. Up our six, do you know what you're doing in terms of this game? Having obviously been rested deliberately, I'm going to assume, for this match. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'll just part that insult. Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go straight to the dressing room. The best thing about Russell Slade, our manager at the time, was this total... Uh, kind of consistency towards our match prep so we would have where after the victory in this game it was exactly the same scenario where he would put the team up on the board that we were playing against and go through them now in league two I didn't know you don't know who you're playing against from week to week it might be a right back playing left back it might be a centre back it might be the the manager's son it might be you don't know but in you know manager. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly so you yeah. don't know who you're playing against but so if someone says to you he's slow he's right footed he's this he's that he's you know he's big he's strong he's you know it's useful information when someone starts putting up Robbie Keane right he's um <laughs> He's quite nippy. Uh, he gets yeah. it, he gets in behind, and he's and he, and Defoe's Defoe's great finisher. Don't let him turn in the box. Don't. And we're like, right, we're league two, league two players. As not the, stopping him turning the box is is irrelevant. Neither really here nor there. Carrick Carrick likes to control the pace of a game and get on the ball. Does he now? That's get out of valuable valuable. We'll let, watch match of the day, Gaffer. Exactly. exactly, exactly. Right. So we dealt with that. In, I like to think they spelt some of their names or just to kind of like yeah, really shake yeah, it up yeah, a little yeah, bit. But, it, so. So, but you know you're in the team at this stage, don't you? No, no. So I, I came on at half time and that game was saying Gary. Oh. So Gary Jones had scored the game before, but the, the, this guy, you know, he'd done really well. Uh, so Gary, as, Gary Jones was a great player yeah. for us, but there was. Um, we had two. We had two Joneses at the time, Rob Jones and Gary Jones, and one was six foot eight, yeah. and that, that was uh, was uh, was Rob Jones, who they wanted to play for Hibernian and Scott oh, right. Rob, you know yeah. the greats, and uh, we had Gary Jones, who uh, if you sit at the upper fenders at the Grimsby Towns Blundell Park. Indus. The stand. upper fenders, or the I think frozen it's fish, frozen fish, on it. Might, or it might be the upper Smiths back in the day. Um, Jesus, is it all fish? Is this yeah. going to be half an hour of fish-based right, no, conversation? Right, you said it like it's up. an issue. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but if you are upper on the top fenders. of that, if you're up at the upper fenders or the upper Smiths, as it, it used to be called, you can see the boats going from Immingham and uh, Grimsby Dock, and you can see them going. From River Humber, you can see them going out into well, uh, the It's a beautiful estuary. Which I suppose is something to do while it's going to football on. Some of those tankers, and they're really big tankers, yeah. like the oil tankers that come from Immingham, <laughs> turn quicker than Gary Jones. Like, <laughs> honestly, you can see them. Because you can actually measure it. You can measure it going, oh no, he's, no Gary Jones is still turning. And This guy I haven't got tugs, do you know what I mean? It was he was he was a brilliant player for us. Scored some really good goals, but he came to us. He was quite old, like when he came to us. Like. But, uh, so I'm assuming yeah, then right, you yeah. get so Gritton, obviously a, like a greyhound with a, with a leash around his neck, waiting to get onto the field. Yeah, a bit of mustard on his. What was yeah, it yeah, half yeah. time then? What was the score half time? Nil 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 half time. Everything yeah. to play for. Absolutely. When do you make your entrance in this? Uh... Came on half time. Can't quite remember who f- it must be for Gary I was, well, yeah because yeah, it was yeah. you and uh, Reddy that were on yeah, the yeah, it took 25 minutes it. to get off didn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it did mine it got did, cramped yeah. just waiting to come on <laughs> Um, but anyway, right. Did you come on half time? Yeah, half time. Oh, that, oh, literally, for, yeah, sort of pretty sure minutes. that was 46 what minutes for that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't realise. Anyway, right. yeah. So, yeah. Right. Uh, let's I'm do sure the goal. Okay, let's get it yeah. right. So, so someone might because there will be Newcastle. physical evidence that you can see on on our website of this because this is a moment. Yeah, it's amazing. Aaron Lennon had been brought on, I think, the fiftieth or sixtieth minute, and this was 
no one knew who Aaron Lennon was at this time. It was right. 2006. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, John McDermott was our right back. <laughs> and John McDermott had played, I think at this point, probably like 600 no, no, no. games. Is this not Crofty up oh, against Crofty, Lennon? yeah. So Gary Crofty, yeah, course, the, the veteran Gary Crofty yeah. against uh, <laughs> the Right, Aaron so, so, we got, so we, we've got a, 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 someone who moves a at a gentlemanly pace as well with a 16-year-old shit off of a stick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Premier League because Crofty was playing left back and Aaron Lennon was on the right. Good to know. Anyway, this this went. I bet this went well. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) (laughs) throwing him in left, right, and centre. Yeah, trouble. But anyway, all ended well. It all ended well. 88th minute. Yeah, we had a corner. Yeah, I can't remember it was taken by. I want to say uh, what's Parkinson, his name? Parkinson, probably. Parkinson, yeah. Parkinson, would have Parkinson old baldy Parkey, and uh, came in. It was cleared, semi-cleared, I think, by Stalteri, and it fell to John Paul Cambadimbakalala, the Congolese mm. international, uh, on the edge of the box. What a he, sentence, by he the way, everybody! Hit it, and there was a player in the way of Paul Robinson. Right. Okay. Right. Here's, here we go. Good. Now, there's the, this is the photograph yeah. that you look on site. Now, now it's it's there for all to see. This is before yeah. this is before your virtual technology and your yeah. touchline referees and your and your watches that go off when the there's three D goggles. It's before yeah. electricity in Grimsby. Basic, yeah. fundamentally, <laughs> it, it, there was fish and yeah. then there was this goal. And you are writ large in this story, aren't you? Because basically, what do, what do you know is other than the ball, there are two. There's two. Big round things that you see, and that would be yeah. your head, <laughs> Paul <laughs> Robinson. My massive lollipop head covering uh, Paul Robinson <laughs> at the same, some reason. I don't, yeah, it, it was one of those, it, he hit it so sweetly, everyone was watching that at the time where Paul Robinson seemed to A <laughs> good friend, to... personal good friend of Paul Robinson, Lloyd Griffith. Yeah, well, I've just been texting <laughs> Paul Robinson just to say Just that. to, because re- obviously on this start. 11th yeah. year, he might feel a pang, to, but he doesn't know what it is. Me, and that's a big day. To Paul Robinson, that was just another day where I let a goal in. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, so some, bit, some giant in his centre forward stopped him <laughs> saving the goal. Absolutely. <laughs> What I quite like about that photo, and also like the video, if you watch it, and I have watched it uh, about two or three thousand times, <laughs> is that Michael Reddy, the other amazing set of forward, along with uh, Martin Grisson, just breathes in just yeah. to avoid oh, the ball. Lovely. So he doesn't yeah. touch it, and it goes in. I think it did take a tiny deflection, I think, didn't it? <laughs> on the way in, but not off Reddy. Off, off I, the... I do like the fact, that I, which also appeals to me, based on the fact that I used to be able to breathe in and to, for a ball not to go past me. Now I breathe in, and it would still hit me. Yeah. Nothing, nothing <laughs> changes. Yeah, I have to fall on the floor. Exactly. Were you offside? We can't tell from the picture. Were you obstructing the goalkeeper's view and ergo? It's an interference issue. It's an interference issue, Mark, and that's not my my (laughs) remit. Unfortunately, I can't make those calls. It's it's above my pay grade. After 11, literally, specifically 11 years. I'd like to think it was one of my more telling contributions contributions for Grimsby Town was being offside to to get us that game against Newcastle. I thought we we had a second gunman moment there and he's he's bailed (laughs) out of it. There was a grassy knoll. At Grimsby, there are grassy knolls. Hold on! No, so at Blundell Park, and it's a relatively famous thing and people who play there know this at both ends of the pitch the goal like the goal just oh like, I said on the field of play rather yeah, than the, where people no, watch no, the game from no, there is like grassy knolls I'd say yeah. it raises by like half a foot it's ridiculous I've used that as just, many the, reasons why the ball slid beyond the post but it's always it does the ball, the well, ball you'd, tracks, you'd land yeah. one in front of the keeper yeah. wouldn't you yeah, yeah, it's it's like wacky bounce there is a noticeable wacky bounce like yeah there's it's about half a foot undulating undulating well it is obviously you know and when they say I wonder where they bury the bodies 
We all know at Grimsby, don't we? Which leads <laughs> us nicely, gentlemen. Um, obviously, you know, because there's, you know, there are other issues. I mean, well, that's not. But, you know, there are, there are technically other issues in football other than the 10th anniversary of that particular game. Uh, namely, uh, one, Joey Parton. Now, and I want to start with him. And immediately, obviously, we have to say is that, uh, you know, as we speak, there's this betting allegation thing, which is going to the coppers, and that may be one thing or another, but it's out there to be, to be dealt with. But, Martin, we're talking about a fella here who decided a week and a half ago anyway in an old firm derby, mm. which I think you enjoyed mm-hmm. on a very yep. quiet but, or, or perhaps a very loud way. I did. You did. But he decided that he thought the best thing to do was to you know, pour a little bit more petrol on that situation. And then he's, and then, and then for days hence, he carried on. Now, I talked about this, uh, we did talk about this on Talk Sport the other day, and, and, and the guy was talking to me, he said, I think it's quite refreshing, you know, he's honest and, you know, you know he, he says what he thinks. For me, it's too many cats out of too many bags. Where, where do you stand on him? Yeah, absolutely. Where would you stand on him? <laughs> yeah, I think... The, the was you know the medit- premeditated uh, idea that this book must have been planned to come get out. out really you know the, and the fact that the way he behaved is a kind of slap in the face to these teammates because you know those guys are it was a tough task for them anyway you know going into that game well they weren't expected to necessarily win but uh, it, there's a leveler in playing a match like that and I think he took the attention on onto himself as he does but i mean the, the the idea that he might be gambling on the game would explain his performance well, very he, well, well. He, obviously he's going to sell it past though to be fair this stays this is the way that conversation got but i'd like to pursue that point with you specifically yeah. first is that you as a teammate right. i understand you you'd have done it falling out on training grounds with with other pros and hamstrings happening because a footballer's been kicked out of the club for a week. I'm sure it's happened week in, week out, all the way through football history. But do you think we should be seeing this happening? What, that level of honesty? Or yeah. The, the, well, I, I, don't, I don't think so at all. I think it undermines the manager. It undermines. It's like when managers blame players and everyone's like, yeah, we'll point the finger, we want to see that. It's like, that's no way to run a dressing room because you lose the trust, yeah. lose the respect. You know, you can't sit alongside that guy and expect him to ever play straight with you. You don't know if he's going to be tweeting about you a minute later if you tell him something. And you need to be able to have that trust with guys that you, you're fighting alongside, you know, when that's essentially what it is in those matches. It's an absolute bloodbath, you know. It's, exactly. It's a physical bloodbath because you're putting everything on the line and you know that the people every time you go and take a throw in, every time you go and take a corner, there's hostility from yeah, your home and away fans. It's it's terrifying. And unless you're zoned into the game and having a good game, all of that affects you. And good for him if he's immune to that or if it, it makes him better or worse, but it's a lack of respect to his teammates. See, this this is interesting because I think on a fan's point of view, there, there, there are people who will be, so it's great, you know, we're getting the inside dope on what's going on inside our football club. And, like, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, he's almost like reporting on himself within the context of the way Rangers work. But that can't work, can it? But I just feel sorry for Rangers fans for having Joey Barton on their team. Like, just anyway. Yeah, but anyway. But like, every, and I really like Joey Barton as a person. I yeah. think he's a troubled soul who has got a lot to say. But I just don't think that football is the right platform for him to say what he wants. Because... There's two sides to him. There's the football inside, yeah, and then there's almost this kind of like wannabe Morrissey-esque side that he that he harbours, and I do feel sorry because it will always overshadow any football inside that he's yeah. that, that he's got. 
And every single time you get signed to another team, there's that bit of me that goes, oh, maybe he might be wrong. Like, this is a renaissance. Yeah. And then every single time, there's always a reason why he's suspended for two or three games or suspended from training for three weeks. I mean, from yeah. his own club. Quite. And you, 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 I mean, that's beyond this betting thing, isn't yeah. it? Is that, is that simply, he's, he's just been so poisonous yeah. in his own football club Yeah, and that, he's, that they don't want him around. And it. I'd rather a boring... I'd rather, like, ten... Like Quakers in my team, do you know what I mean? And like maybe like a bit with of with the hats on, yeah, with the hats on and everything. Um, but I'd rather ten Quakers in my team, ten like people that introverts who are good at football that don't really come out and and, and do what what Joey does. And I, I do like watching him um, when he's doing his punditry. I think he, when yes. he does his punditry, I think it's great. And when he just talks, what every now and then there was a, he had a big old uh, bust up with Collie Moore the other week, and Collie was obviously just trying to rile him a little bit. But that it, must have been there's, tough. There's two things. There's two things to his, his his life, and there's the football bit, which I think has just been overshadowed by what is this kind of. He's trying to make a statement, I, I think, and uh, I, I like watching the statements, but it's annoying that it's at the detriment to the clubs that he plays. See, for. that's what strikes me as the the major point with him is that I've got no issue with him having a, a decent brain and an opinion about stuff, but he feels that, he, that his ego won't let him not let everybody know. And that, for me, is where the problem lies with him, is that the the classic example, Martin, is is the fact that he made the apology, in theory, to his teammate, but then had to point out how the caveats of the apology worked to the rest of the world. So (laughs) how does that work? That doesn't, does it? Absolutely. Well, it just just withdraws the apology. Yeah, it doesn't really. It pretty much sucks the apology out of the apology. But it also makes him, the person that he's apologised to, feel as though... Yes, even worse. They're making me feel bad. He's making me feel bad about him apologising to me, which is an issue that he's caused in the first place, you know? Yeah. And I've been in those post-match videos, you know, where you have to sit through... So I've been dragged in on Sundays, quite rightly, and many times we've been pumped on the Saturday, and we have to sit and watch 90 minutes, maybe maybe it's two or three times when we were God, there, you have to I'll, sit through, sit through the, the whole game. Game. The manager pausing and stopping Jesus. at each point which is which is yeah, I know what, but have, you this, ever, have you ever just, <laughs> have you ever joined us in the wacky world of watching <laughs> beer fans you got to watch it on a Sunday morning this is the thing it's, it's the it's the fact that you go through it in such a way that there's it creates hostility within the room. So yeah. you either have to go and just get your heads down and say to the manager, yep, yeah, we want to do better. Or there's going to be one or two characters that always pop up and go, well, that wasn't me, and that wasn't me, and that wasn't me. And then it would just really? cause... And you can imagine Joy being that guy and going, yeah. well, I won the championship last year. I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? I've had a great career. I'm this, that, I'm, I'm that. And because he's got enough to drive that through, because it, it comes to a point, even if you think he's wrong, you can't be bothered to argue with him because he's just so... <laughs> Pig-headed, you know? I see that, So egotistical. Yeah. You're like, do you know what, mate? Yeah, just crack on. And, I want to go home to my kids, you know? And that's a good Kafka, point. You go, oh, come on, Joey, yeah, mate. But that's yeah, a good whatever. point Martin makes, is that, is that he should have enough, surely Correct. enough humanity and humility in him that says, I realise the level, I, I realise where I'm playing now, who I'm playing against. I mean, it's not even necessarily true, but at no. some point, what you don't need to do is say, I'm, this is like, it's like promoting a boxing match rather than actually <laughs> yeah. just turning yeah, up for it. a game of football. And it's um, almost not, it's not as though he's Ibrahimovic or Rooney. Do you know what I mean, right. he, hasn't, he hasn't, he's, 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 he's played for a, a number of good teams. Yes. He won the championship last, last year with Burnley. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he could just be a name that had been on good team mm. sheets, couldn't if he? If there was no controversy regarding out of hours football stuff. Yeah. He'd just be, meh. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he'd be just a good footballer. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be right drink water before Leicester, yeah. Leicester exactly. won anything, wouldn't exactly. he? Yeah. 
Matty yeah. Orleans. Nice, you know, Matty yeah, Orleans, exactly. nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy, good like career. The fact that we're talking about him, he'll fucking love. You know, yes. Even in spite of the fact that it's, it's not positive spin on his exactly take, he'll be going really? on, he'll be going to the, the garage garage forecourt on a on a you know tuesday morning looking at all the back pages and be like oh they're all about me and he'll it, that's he'll, not very morrissey no it isn't but no but he you know he but won't be morrissey but, but there's the contradiction in terms isn't exactly, it, i guess exactly this is also being we're seeing it kind of being written out on the big stage already in this week as we speak today so it's a wonderful war between Pep Guardiola, Yaya Torre, Yaya Torre's agent. Pep Guardiola, the, the, the previous thing I'd read before the last half hour before he started talking was like that um, Guardiola saying like he must Yaya Torre's got to apologise, um, and if he doesn't, he won't play. And he's and, and Pep said, oh by the way, so's the agent. And this is all due to the fact that the agent has said on Yaya's point is that he's being disrespected within the club. Now the agent has come out to make this point out loud as well. Again, this is stuff that we shouldn't be seeing, isn't it? There's no, no, there's no right in this one, is there? But I love... No, I oh, love, no, I'm not knocking I it. I <laughs> love that Pep's come out and done this. Cause that's, this that's a good point. It, it's just this errant school child that's just because, you know, he thinks he can do what he wants. Plus his agent, for some reason, has always come out with these, well, we didn't get a birthday cake, he didn't get this, he didn't get that. This is more Let's birthday cake stuff, This is it? birthday and cake. Pep, and Pep's one of the only guys that can kind of go, well... I don't need any of this nonsense in my football club because he's coming. It's, be- yeah. it's beautiful because it's just like, well, what do they do now? Do they tail between their legs and come back? Because they won't, if they do that, they won't get, you know, they, they're not going to get a look in this season. It's a very good point because we, we especially with Toure and his agent, if his agent's saying to Yaya, you walk into this team, you are this team, exactly. this team doesn't exist without you. No one's been watching Kevin De Bruyne running around a pitch. Well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> where, where, where Pep just goes, you want me to apologise? Have you heard of Kevin De Bruyne? <laughs> I mean, like, we don't. I honest, and this is really bad. Like, I try to keep as, as abreast of football as I can do because of me job and me, you know, various bits I do. There are some times where I just forget that footballers are in teams, and that can happen. Yeah. And it, I didn't realise that Manninger was uh, was at Liverpool until it was on Match of the Day two the other night. I was like, is he? <laughs> He was at Arsenal in the 60s. What's going on? <laughs> and it wasn't until today where the Toro thing started coming out. I was like, he's Toro still at City. I thought he'd retired. And you just think Pep Guardiola is the cool bl- bloke on the block. And Jose was seven, ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And now it's Pep. And obviously that's playing with, 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 with Jose's uh, head, uh, uh, according to a number of uh, news outlets. But Pep Guardiola is just going, he's obviously not going to... Apologise. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He, he is in such a position of strength, isn't he? Pep yeah. Guardiola. He I mean, honestly, he's got, he, he doesn't care whatsoever, and I don't think he needs to. No, that, that, that team because it's not like Toure. It's not like Toure is the last piece of the jigsaw that's going to make them suddenly take off. I don't think they're he's, already I there. Don't, I don't they? think he's the first piece of the jigsaw. <laughs> I mean, no. uh, he's I, not even the bit of sky no. to get in the corner no, I think to get you going. The elephant it? in the room is the Cote d'Ivoire. Oh, oh, just yeah. to pull in an Ivory Coast. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 well played on nice. so many levels. Gritton that was a joke that came from a footballer. He's quite smart for a giant-headed number nine who played for Grimsby. Hey, he's got a degree. Yes, certainly. Footballer with a degree, him and Brian McClare. Scary. Let's hope it doesn't it happen again. A, must be a Scottish thing, wasn't it? Let's move on. I think Ian Dow <laughs> is also literally a rocket scientist, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah you, are you, are, you Ian, know when you all meet every year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ian Dowie is currently a salesman. Is he? No. Yeah, he is, yeah. Ian Dowie is a salesman for uh, a survey company. 
Didn't not uh, if you'd have said rockets, I would have been really impressed. But oh. tragically, not rockets. Then in that case, that's a shame. The, one of the only good things I read about those Joey Barton uh, interviews that he did today was one time where he came over to get chastised by Ian Dowie, and it was his response to him was, uh, "It's nothing to do with you, boxing glove head." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ian Dowie. So, oh, that uh, is a shame. Yeah, yeah no, but well, I like see. I'm a big fan of Dowie, but there you go. Uh, speaking of the other side of Manchester, uh, and, and, the, and the problem. That, Problem is with us though is that that's all we ever do is talk about the other side of Manchester every time I see you. Is that? But it's unavoidable, isn't it? Jose and uh, and Wayne Rooney is still an issue, isn't it? Yeah, well, without a doubt, it's um, even more so than than any time I would imagine. Just because, well, I'll, I'll let a Man, Man United fan answer this. I'll do, I'll admit, I'll, hold on, hold on, <laughs> right? Okay, this, I, this you, keeps, you clearly want to this, clear that no, up. This keeps this keeps coming up, right? I had an eighteen-month uh, obsession with Peter Schmeichel, the Man United goalkeeper, and as a result, I went to a number of Man United games. And I do have you're a keeper. I take it. Yes, thanks very this much. Is your yes, thing. I am. Um, <laughs> and, I have uh, two Man United jerseys at home from when I was a kid, and they were goalkeeping jerseys with Schmeichel on the back. I was obsessed with the bloke. He was my hero. The reason why I do what I do uh, today in comedy. Bloody hell. Um, this is uh, so, but, proper. But there is a few Grimsby Town fans, plus Martin Gritton, that <laughs> keep winding me up, that saying that I am a Man United fan. And, I mean, I'm happy to take it, but... I'm a Grimsby Town fan through and through. Of course you are. Thank you. But yeah, there must be within there, but but there is room somewhere within all of this here. When you look at, you look at the way you make United are going, and of course he was part of something where life yeah. was sweet. He was. Is it um, is it comical at the moment? Because the problem when you look at the way that Mourinho's going on and the way that Rooney is being sort of singled out in this situation. Is that fair? I mean, I know it's, it's, it's stupidly early in the season, but you know, no one wants to judge anybody except, of course, they're up there to be judged. Yeah, and I think the, the situation with Rooney, it's a sad one. Should he have gone a few years ago or should he have, you know, gone to America? You know, he's getting on a bit, you know, in, in football in terms. And you can tell that he's obviously off the, off the pace a little, little bit. But I think Jose was never going to come out and say Wayne Rooney is not for me because that would have been too controversial for his first stint as United yeah. manager. Going, yeah, Rooney's not going to work for me. And I think there are a number of things like play, he played Rashford in midfield uh, yeah. the other day. He did Watford. as well. Did, yeah, yeah. And I think there are certain situations where Jose will say there are there are formations that aren't working. There are situations that aren't working, and as to whether Wayne Rooney fits in this is you know a, a bit of an issue because if he's kind of like the first person on the team sheet, really, isn't he? Because of United fans. Well, that's, that's the problem, though, because then he's bumping someone off. That... And here's the, here's, here lies the problem, I might, on that very point. It's John Cross mentioned this on the radio in, in, from the Mirror he talks about. It. He said, like, he blamed the players again, he said, and he said that's familiar from his second Chelsea spell, passing of the buck. Now, it is microscopic, the attention that we're paying to him and to Rooney. I mean, it's obvious with Rooney as well, because, of course, you know, he's come back off of a tournament and, 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 and been poor. But... I, I, I bet there's a part of Jose's going, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show everybody the Rooney that, that that was great. And he's probably been a bit disappointed, surely. Yeah, no. Uh, you, again, you back these guys because you, you know what they can do. But it's, yeah. there's this... Uh, at what point do you? What point does the changing of the guard happen? And sometimes you, especially when you go in somewhere new, you want to have that security range and just hope that they perform because when they perform, you're untouchable. Sure. Because 
the flip side is having Rooney out of the team and him being more of an like Rooney will be sat there sending daggers your well, way. He's not been he's not, not been Mister Positive at United for his entire career. I mean, he's no. had a couple of times there when he's kind of stuck there's, the joint there's, out. There's hasn't one he? where he wanted to move as well. Yeah, exactly. He? That's where, what I mean. When Fergie had to come in and basically save him, so. I'm going, and I don't know where he was going to go at the time. I'm not sure. City. Well, there was, Ch- was City. It City. City. Was it City? Was it City? Yeah. So, so basically, this is not like a blood. This is not a, a badge kisser of the truest, well, most honest respect. Is he it? left Everton. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, if you were going to be a badge that. kisser, you'd, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd keep kissing that badge, surely. Right, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was the time when you, everyone moved to Man United, isn't it? That was the kind of the the, the point where you, you it was no. It was not really. A, it was a no-brainer for but, him to. But go he, there. he's trying to jump the ship a couple of times because he thought yeah. there was, you know, the, the, the grass was greener somewhere else. Uh, are you getting a sense of where we are for, at the start of the season in terms of the way Liverpool are going, Chelsea are going, the two Manchester? Is, is, is that look? Is there some? Is 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 the stalls being set out, Mark? I don't, I think there's there's a few key games. The, the matchups like such as the Liverpool Chelsea one was a really interesting one the other day because. Uh, Quante's got, you know, I think he's, he realises he's got his work cut out. In that was league. interesting, that, that was one, real, wasn't it? Because yeah, real, cause they've, they've managed to get a result every time, haven't yeah. they, so far this season? And it puts up, it just makes those other ones look a little bit more sceptical, you know, the ones yeah. where you're nicking those, as you know yourself, at West Ham. And yeah. places where, the, you oh, know, yeah. The, yeah. So uh, there's those ones, but there's the, there's the, you know, maybe the 10-game litmus test, you get through that and you, you start to look at the ones that, um, I think City obviously look beyond, yeah, they're so strong throughout. Um, I bet that their ambitions lie beyond the Premier League this year, you know, because the Champions League such a... The, the less Pep wants to talk about it, the more you know that it's on his radar, you know. So yeah. it's, um, I think that that would be... A, a, if he could come in and do that in his first season, that would be worth more to him than a Premier League. He feels like the one... I mean, as I say, you know, it's it's just the start of the... You know, it's the marathon, not a sprint moment, isn't it? But Guardiola feels like the one who's just basically got, you know, he's the, the, hand, the steady hand on the tiller out of all of the... Teams at the moment, doesn't he? He kind of he was he was announced early on in the process. Like That's was, true. So he was announced not halfway through, but you know, say I think two thirds or three quarters of the way through last season. So he had a lot of time. Mike Pellegrini looked old, that didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, yeah. about obviously the fact that he looks about 150 anyway. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks like an undertaker, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. One of the saddest ones in the yeah, world. And yeah, he is. Yeah, no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> so Pep, there's just you know he's got a lot of experience and he's won a lot of stuff so him coming through was obviously going to be a, a massive thing and then when Jose was announced at Man United there was always that little rivalry which I didn't really know about until a few weeks ago between Pep and Jose and apparently Jose really really wanted that Barcelona job when uh, when, when Pep got it oh, right. so I think there's still a little bit of uh, unfinished business there between the two of them and then you've got Klopp and you've got you know uh, uh, um, uh What's his name? Conte. 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 But, it, but is it because Klopp looks like the kind of just the ordinary Joe in that quartet, then, which is the amazing concept, crazy. isn't it, really? Yeah. But last, um, last season when they came in, it was like, oh, guys, Klopp's coming to the Premier League. And it was like yeah. massive. And I'm going, well, we've got, we've got Mourinho at United. And now we've got Conte at yeah. uh, Chelsea. And you've got Pepper at Man City. Like, he's, he's, he's great for English Premier League football. Yeah. I think for the, for the actual English national game, I think it's quite bad. 
um, having yeah, so yeah. many uh, uh, foreign managers in, and that's not me being all Nick Griffin. Uh, yeah. That is just me saying that I think it, you know you, we've all seen that Joan Hart's been pumped out to uh, Turin, which actually I think will work in our favour. Yeah, as long as as long as they pick him if he's doing well, and as long as they say his name right as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. John Hart. John Hart. What a, yeah, but exactly Pep right. at the moment does seem to be the front runner in the, the this race of the most amazing managers in the Premier League at the moment. Does, got... does that hurt, well, hurt work for Klopp? Because I I suspect that what he had to do, he was absolutely the, the performing monkey for football last season. He had to do, every 10 minutes, he was having to do funny things and do a funny smile and talk about heavy metal and wear a baseball cap. You know, it's all just Mr. Entertainment. Yeah. He can almost get on with his job to a certain extent, can't yeah, he? Yeah, no, that's it. And you can imagine the, the in the Northwest, the Thursday afternoon, the press conferences, they're all turning up for Pep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Klopp's probably wondering I where they're all going. I wonder if he actually does get his tits out Yeah, there, just you know, getting you the, the, that, the Liverpool Lip- echo and a yeah, couple exactly. of knocking about. He's like, uh, where's all the? Where, where we start coming. We start coming on a pair of leopard skin, <laughs> deaf leopard spandex trousers, just to try and up the game a bit. Because they he, he the like a manager that actually quite enjoys that element of it, doesn't he? Yeah, Klopp. true. Like Klopp will entertain it as well. In as, his stride, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think, I think I, and I, I haven't said this so far uh, publicly, but I think that Liverpool are going to be a team to watch out for for top two go. Or three. but only because as you say Klopp's being allowed to just do what he wants this, this season could just just quietly under, under the, the radar. radar where all the other like superstars last, last are battering season, each other you know, out like, yeah. and everyone keeps saying that and I listened to the podcast uh, I think it was about three or four weeks ago now where people were saying oh Wenger out Wenger out and he still came second last season <laughs> I know what I mean? and he oh. was one that kind of came under the radar and was yeah. like you know oh where are uh, Oh, they finished second. Yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. And can you st- can you genuinely, in your heart of hearts, still campaign for your manager to be sacked if you finish second in the Premier League when Leicester won? And that was an anomaly, anomaly, yeah, skewer, an outlier. It was a ridiculous situation. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> well uh, covered, son. Yeah. Well covered, son. Um, there you go. But I, I think you know it, it'll be interesting this season. It will be. I, I, I'd um, like to finish actually because I was looking at Greensby actually, and there's an interesting story. You sit in fifth, I've checked it out. You sit in fifteenth, won a couple. You lost five two against Steve Lee, but then That's again, nice, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Then you lose two at crew, but crew, crew are going good. Uh, there's an interesting story about Danny Collins coming to the club, and he mentioned this point as well. And what do you think about this, Mark? Because he took, you know, he's he's coming, tons of experience. You're down there, it's, it's lead two, and, he, and he's, he's saying, like, you know, it's a bit of ages I'm knocking about because, both, you know, at that level, there's a lot of chasing around of academy footballers from the top flight. But this is the interesting thing about that level, isn't it? Is it surely the whole point about it is the mixture? Is getting, if you get that balance right, if you get a few decent vets and some kids who are on the way, that's a good football team, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, the right blend. And if you have. The blend always seemed to rely on the veterans having something intrinsic about that club that made them loyal to it. Ah, right, You know, right. rather than mercenaries, because as soon as it goes bad and you've got a couple of guys that are travelling three hours to gaming on two and a half grand <laughs> and everyone else is on 200 quid. Martin Butler. That, yeah, exactly. With it, I was just, I literally Not to name names, except yeah. we just obviously Martin named Barry Conlon. And that's what, that's that, that blend, because then the young lads that come through, they, have the, they see what can be achieved by looking at guys that are, are role models too. So them. that's a skill set. That's a man- that's an owner slash yep. manager skill set to actually get, yep. if you can get that chemistry. And, and that, it's, it's keeps it interesting what, supporting your team at that level, doesn't it? Because it, it is nice to be able to watch, even if you see this kid fleetingly for a season and a half, mm. I know that fans at that level, they go like, you, you, you might see him play in his, you know, getting his England cap 
yeah. Tuesday. So he was one of ours. And it's nice, Grimsby, especially Grimsby, you know, speaking from experience, we're in a position where we've come up from the conference over the last six years and we've got players in that uh, haven't necessarily dropped the leagues. Uh, they've always been ascending. So people like Sean Pearson, James McEwen, the Grimsby Town goalkeeper. Uh, this season, like Zach Mills has come in from Boston. Dale Southwell's doing really well at Wickham, uh, up front with Akin Fenwa. So it's nice to see a bit of progression from, you know, going yeah. up as opposed to seeing people that will come in, um, you know, d- down and just doing it for a little bit of uh, bit of money. This season, um, for the first time in a long time, we've seen people drop leagues. So, uh, well, not drop leagues, but like, we've got Ben Davis, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. which we thought we signed as a centre midfielder, but he's, t- he's a right back. Um, <laughs> he's an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, Danny Collins is coming in. So it's nice to see that real mix. And we've got a player at the moment, which I sincerely hope we keep hold of. We bought him from Solihull Moors, uh, beginning of the season just gone, uh, Omar Bogle. And we bought him for £50,000. And, you know, there is a small possibility that he might go to a championship team and we might get a little bit of money for there him. There you go, back end. But, the, that's the, you know, there's a number of footballers now, and it is, I'm not saying it's becoming a trend, but as you say... You look at your Vardas, you look at your drink water, not drink water, that's a different situation. Tyrone Mings, who's at Bournemouth, yeah, yeah. You know, he was playing for Chippenham, I think, four or five years ago yeah. via, via Ipswich. Uh, Vardy, obviously, you know, he's, you've got a number of... There was someone else as well. It's annoyingly, I can't remember. Well, Deli Ali obviously, was, was, was in that boat only 18 months ago, wasn't yep. he? Yeah, well, he was uh, the team that I will never uh, say. You can't use their name, yeah. No, obviously. no, no, the plastic bursts. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so the... the there is a sense of, oh, maybe we should just be looking down at the, the lower leagues yeah. and academies as opposed to just, just shipping abroad, which has become a real trend over the last five, uh, five, ten years. So, I mean, I would be very happy if, uh, and I know a lot of Grimsby Town fans would have a go at me for, for saying this, but I'd be very happy if Omar Bogle got bought for a million pounds and then yeah. we see him playing in the Premiership in a few years. After he gets 47 England. goals for you this season. Yeah, 47. Oh, I'd take 42. Don't yeah, I mean. of course you would. Anyway, in the, in the mid to late 40s would yeah, be good. Be and of course, Danny Collins, 36-year-old veteran, still out there playing. Tra- on this day of days, on this 11th anniversary, Martin Gritton, the, 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 obviously what football means is your, is it your knees? What would be the bits that's not working properly? Body. Body. Still- yeah, and I'd say that for those guys, they're like, yeah, they're like fast bowlers, isn't it? It's the knees, back, <laughs> mind, everything. But now for a guy like that, it's, it's got that experience. I think the thrill of going somewhere that appreciating yeah. being there a lot is the thing that lifts you and then going in as, you know, someone that's a personality in the dressing room and outside of it. And to, to us sat here chatting about him now is, you know, that's a great thing. But the important thing is that we remember on this day, the one important part of Martin Gritton's body on this 11th anniversary <laughs> of all Lovely. 11th anniversaries is Martin Gritton's lollipop head. <laughs> You brought it back, lovely. The most important thing of all. And Gentlemen, I, I'd, I'd love to lick that head later on. And you can because that's the end of this particular podcast I'm and you're home. not seeing or indeed hearing that. Thank you, lads. That was a whistleblower. Sports Social Podcast Network.